0: Oh, right. So thank you so much for joining us for Integrity. Yes, I said it right this time. Integrity Leadership Class. So the past few weeks have been really crazy from preparing for a storm to so many, just so much going on in this area. Hurricane season hits us and we make sure that we're prepared as well as other things. So We are going to actually review the entire book, Friend and Foe. So I would like to start off with asking for those of you who have read, if you would like to pick out a section in the book that stuck out to you and what you learned from it. All right. So what I really liked about friend, and fo- friend, or, fro- f- fro. friend or foe <laughs> is how as he's going through it, not only does he give you the upside to things, but he also gives you the downside to things, and he shows you the difference between being a friend or a foe and th- foe, <laughs> and then from there, he lets you know when it's a good time to be a friend or a foe. So who would like to, is there something that anyone would like to point out in the book that caught their attention and would like to share it with us? Go ahead,
1: Ms. Reese. Hey, Grace, I just wanted to ask for the the book again, since I don't have it.
0: Oh, no worries. It's Friend and Foe by Adam Galinsky and Maurice Schweitzer. And if you have not read it yet, it's okay. You will still be able to participate just on the concepts alone of the book, and you can always please feel free to add your, add uh, just add value based on what you if you hear something based on what you hear. So, okay.
1: How long um, how long are going are we gonna be working on this book for? So we're
0: actually closing out this book, but next week we start on um, Conversations with God, book one by Neil. Oh, uh, I know that one. <laughs> I know all yes. those books. Awesome. Great. So what I'll do is we'll make, I'll make sure that we get you um, an itinerary for the rest of the Integrity Leadership class so you know what books are coming up so you'll have all that information. But next week we will We will be doing, I believe it's chapters one through three. Hold on, let me check for you. And then we'll make sure that you get this as well. Great, thank you so much. Oh, you're so very welcome. So very welcome. So for those of you just joining us today, we're going to close out friend or foe. And next week, we start conversations with God, chapters one, two, and three chapters one two and three of conversations with god book one and we're going to do that all of august and then the first thursday in september we will doing the code of the extraordinary mind and that is when our wonderful
1: boss man oh that will... one is fire i've read it <laughs> like three times sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It is an amazing book. And that's when our wonderful leader, Mr. Antonio Tismo Jr. will pick up on the teaching of the Integrity Leadership Class. So after Conversations with God, we'll have the Code of the Extraordinary Mind and we will close out the class with Think and Grow Rich. So we're definitely looking forward to that so next week we start with conversations with god book one chapters one two and three all right so since we um so is there anyone who has anything that they would like to say if not reverend reginald how are you doing this evening
2: i'm doing just fine we can start with chapter one page 19
0: Oh, I guess, one page, one
2: page. I guess I, I guess I light the candle. Okay.
0: Uh, well, actually, yeah. Grace uh, unmuted. So. Uh,
2: I, I, oh, she did. Don't correct me no more. I, just, I told you, you. I just got. We just got back together, and you corrected me already.
3: I didn't say anything. We only. Yeah. We're only
2: six minutes into the into the call, and you correcting me. God, I'm glad I have you on my side to correct me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Lord, I wanted to start off. I had oh, to like other page on page five. <laughs> on page five, in the introduction, at the bottom, where it's talking about striking the right balance. Oh yeah. The ongoing tension between competition and cooperation emerges from three fundamental sources. First, resources are scarce. Second, humans are social beings. And third, our social world is inherently unstable and dynamic. And it talks about the three different fundamentals. And with scarcity, it gave the example of Black Friday, the day right after Thanksgiving, where, well, and because it talks about cooperation and competition, well, at Black Friday, everybody's cooperating by standing outside waiting for the doors to open and, oh, yeah, 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 and, you know, beat the doors and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as the door is open, they're trampling over people. It's competition time because I got to get to this TV that I want. I got to get to this PlayStation now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when resources are scarce, there's a time to cooperate. There's a time to compete. And then they talk about the second part, which is the social aspect where humans are inherently social animals. They gave the the uh, example of siblings. How siblings can be friends and siblings can be foes. And when siblings are friends, it's called brotherly love. But when siblings, when they co- cooperate, they are it's brotherly love. But when it's competing time, that's sibling wi- rivalry, you know, as we talk about that. And uh, then the third one was social, what was it called? Uh, oh, unstable and dynamic. And I forgot the... Uh I forgot the, the example in that one. Oh, I'm sorry. The exa- the sibling rivalry and then brotherly love, that's the unstable and dynamic. Um oh, and the social one is when, you know, when we're cooperating because we're so social beings, we love just getting together, hanging out. But then when it's when it's it, well, that's cooperating, but when it's competing time, oh, we love the gossip. Did you hear about Sister So and So? There you go. So <laughs> that's that's what stuck out to me. Yeah, I, I agree because when
0: I read that about gossip, I was like, hmm, gossip can bond you and at the same time, gossip can make you a friend or gossip can make you a foe. I love it. I love it. And then the sibling, the, the brotherly love and that sibling rivalry, it's amazing how it can easily just shift from one to the next. You can have the wrong type of conversation. You can have, you can see have the wrong time, you can be, you can not have a good mood, say something in the wrong tone to your sibling, and you instantly have sibling rivalry versus the brotherly love that you had before, so it's amazing how things shift, and and then the Black Friday example, I was like, wow, (laughs) that was crazy, so thank you, Grace, very much for giving us your input, and how, and what you got out of the book, in just the first few pages. All right. So uh, Reverend Reginald Yeah,
2: yeah. Let's let's continue again. to stay let's continue to stay right where we at before I even go into my notebook. First of all, we need to talk about when we was in this office and we had this piece of paper on the wall and it had numbers on there. And me and my sisters we are cool, calm, and collected. We have the greatest time together. But if you let a Mitchell on sandals get a sale on me, oh, it is going down. It is, it is phone time. Do you understand me? They all know. What's my favorite saying? Yeah, I know y'all got me messed up. That's not what I say. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping in integrity right now. I'm keeping it all in integrity right now. But that ain't what I said when we was in the office. Y'all got, I go in my little corner, and I ain't talking to them until I get a sale. And when I get a sale, I make sure they know that I got a sale. they going to know it, period. I come down on the phone while I'm wrapping it up, wrapping it up nice and loud. So that reminded me when they say that brother and sister, sibling, rival. Yeah, that's us to this day, today, right now at 641 on my phone. Central Standard Time, Y'all got me messed up still. You understand me? Hey, man, say, man. Y'all got me messed up still. You understand? Huh? Sister so Sanders, you understand? All right, I understand. Okay. All right, all right. So I love you. Don't you correct me no more this phone call. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, how you been, Miss Mitchell? I've been
0: great, brother. I how you been, <laughs> yeah. yes. I've
2: been all right. All right, I see you, Jerome. you ain't gonna get away. All right, all right now. Okay, so let me get my notebook. I pulled in Antonio. I read the book in forty-five minutes, the whole book. Yeah, I I channeled my inner ATS lion, and I it was actually good though. That's why I read. See, look, let me tell y'all something. Gotta get a look when the book good, you can read it like that. Yes. When the book good, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So. And, and, and it, caught, it caught my attention, so I had no choice, you know, plus I had no choice twice. But at the same time, I, <laughs> at the same time, I enjoyed it. I even called him today and told him that I enjoyed it. So let's get right into it, shall we please? What... Page 19. Yes, sir. It says, chapter one, chapter one, pull out your books and turn to page 19. Hold on, let me get my reading glasses. Y'all think it's a game. Get my reading glasses out. Yeah, we're going to school today, people. (laughs) Give me one second. I want you to turn to page 19, chapter 1, and it says, the areas that matter to you the most are the same areas where you are likely to feel the most threatened and most threatened and most motivated by competition from others. So I put why? I wanna know why is that? Anybody, y'all, if y'all want me to read it again, I can. I can put my glasses on the tip of my nose and I can read it again just like this right here. Brother Bernice, right here. The areas that matter most to you are the same areas where you are likely to feel the most threatened. And most threatened and most motivated by competition from others. Why is that? A good question.
4: Yeah, it is it is. Great question.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Okay, the areas. Okay, so take the three of us. So at, at the time, sales matter to us the most, the three of us, right? So we feel the most threatened when one of us got a sale and yeah, okay, you had us messed up, okay? Like, yeah. Y'all, y'all, you know, either y'all had me messed up, we had Diana messed up, or we had you messed up. <laughs> oh, That's oh, right. messed up. Oh, okay. really? But then we felt threatened, but it also motivated us to go and get a sale.
2: Okay. That's a good example. That's a good example. The areas that matter to you the most are the same areas you are likely to feel the most threatened.
0: I believe why,
2: why, why would you feel most threatened? No, like why? Why? Why would you? Because you feel like somebody gonna be better than you at what you' better at. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I would feel like a failure if I didn't. You know, because it matters a lot to me. And I feel like a failure if I don't get it done, because it matters the most to me.
2: I'm writing this down, Grace.
0: <laughs> <But> on, <laughs> on another note. On another Uh note, the areas that matter most to you are the areas that you have confidence in. So when someone comes along.
2: Can't nobody tell you nothing? Is that what you're trying to say?
0: No, it's not that. Come on. You have have the most confidence in the area.
2: Can't nobody tell me nothing.
0: You're going to feel more threatened as well when somebody starts tapping into your confidence. So if go. I'm confident that every time I get on that I'm the the top seller in the company and then here you come and you're going to start selling I'm I am i am more threatened in that area because you're now you're tapping into my confidence. No. I'm the top seller and now you're selling just as much or more than I am, we got a problem. But at the same time it is going to give me more motivation because mm. you got me all the way.
2: I I I, I hear your tone. I mean, we right. We we on the integrity phone call. This is I bring it down a little bit. <laughs> I feel threatened. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> little, a little okay. scared over here. That's your whole tone. Everything. And when okay. you look, when you make when they get, when you get yeah, for right you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wrap, Jack. <laughs> <To me. laughs> yeah, like, you
5: know.
3: If I am talking about, you know, uh, if I'm the newcomer who's being a comedian and being an author, I got Jerome messed up. What you talking about? Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah.
3: You know, if yeah, I come talking about etiquette, if I come talking about etiquette and I'm the new person on the scene, I got I got Talisha messed up. Okay. All the if way. If I'm talking mm-hmm. about getting sales and you know, with with gyms and things like that, I got Monica messed up all the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You, heard right. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you got
6: okay. me. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for 2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: You you coming into my area like this is so not only it matters the most to me because it's where my confidence lies, and you're you tap you're tapping into and interfering with my confidence. Therefore, I'm extremely. Protective of it because that's the area I'm most threatened in.
2: Mm. Territorial, yeah. Exactly. Me, you know, me and my sister Grace, me and my sister Grace, we got a sand. We listen to. We have a motivational song, and the song telling so the song says, "Okay, this is this is how we me and Grace. This is our favorite song. But the song start off said, after I slapped them, then I told them.' <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, that's how I feel that you feel like." It's why I brought that up. It's like after I slapped them, then I told them that I'm the best seller around here. When 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 you start speaking, Miss Mitchell, I just wanted to point that out to you. But hey, ain't nothing but like a friendly, you know, you know. When I first stepped in in that church house and and made my first phone call, I remember I was young pup, I was wet behind the ears, and I met around, made that phone call and got that sale. I seen y'all faces. <laughs> I remember y'all
4: faces. Yes, yeah, you were at him. To do that. Look you at you
0: him, I, he didn't even know sale. what to
4: say. He
2: didn't even know what to say. <laughs> you weren't supposed yeah. to do
0: that. Me and Grace yeah. were the sellers. We was the yes. ones bringing in the we, it was right. us, and then here you come out of nowhere. and gonna make a sell on the first call. You know how many uh, calls I, it took us to get to our first DVD, uh, and things. a
2: male, a male, Don't let a male come in here and, and do that. And it's us, it's yow. the
0: sisters, the sisters <laughs> up at home. Man, look. But that taps into somebody's confidence. It's like we it's have that deep. confidence, like it's us. We the rotadiz. We here, we busting our butts on these phone calls, we getting the sales, and then here you come. It taps into that confidence level because we up here.
2: Yeah.
0: But then somebody else comes in, you tap into that confidence, and now there's a threat. Like, hold on, hold what you got. You're doing the most right now. But at the same time, but at the same time, because we also have the awareness of, man, look, we all want up in here. If he make a sale, we all make a sale. Let's get to right. On. But he still got me messed up if he going to make more sales than me in a day. And then it becomes a healthy competition.
2: That's why you went to high school students. Start cheating, talking to them high school boys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that in outside. I'll have to throw that in there. We talking to them. We talking to Sam. She's she going to a little office by herself and it's a rap. Right? <laughs> it's over. We don't get to hear nothing. At least I get to hear Grace and steal some of her stuff.
0: <laughs> you with the you the one with the woo. Okay, so <laughs> what we mean by woo is when we took our strengths test, woo is actually a strength. And he had his number one strength is woo. So I didn't like it know. at first.
2: I didn't. I didn't like the word. I didn't like the word. I didn't. I didn't want to be a wooer because it just. It just didn't sound right to me until they explained people it to me. Woo-woo. I don't woo people. I tell them the truth. I don't know about the woo 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 woo. You know. So
0: so to me, that right there is you. It based on your level of awareness. Based on your level of awareness, you really have to you really have to understand what that is, you know? Yeah. But you know what? I would like Mr. Mister Romney Brown, you can unmute get your <laughs> mic and, and, and share with us what you feel <laughs> about this particular area of the book.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't have a book, but I've been listening. I want you to know that. Come on, son. <laughs> and the thing that, that comes to my mind is is that i get the the sensitivity about that which is dear to you the competition i get all of that but what went through my head was if you are just as competitive or if you're just as good for whatever reason why am i making room inside me for you when i know i'm the man hello making room oh no 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 you got me all the way twisted. Because just because you invited me to the, to the fight or to the argument or to the conflict, don't mean I got to come. Besides, I got to go make me some money messing with you. Hello? <laughs> so that's what came okay, me. That's what came to me. Like, Why well, can't I make room for you? No, no, no. I know I'm good. You good too, but I ain't paying you no mind. Because you ain't put no money in my pocket. That phone call put money in my. Back. Come on, come so on. That, so that's what was going through my head as I was listening to you. But I love the, but 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 Diana. God bless Grace. God bless Reggie. Girl, when you did this right here all the way, I said no, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> Just in case they was not paying attention or they was deaf, they got that.
2: I love it. All, oh, all the way around, huh? All oh the way around. Get yeah, a little head, get a little head like this, and everything. Yeah. Huh? Uh, huh?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I, am I, you know, I uh, integrity. You know, I still, I still, I'm still working yeah, you, on me. You know, I ain't a hundred percent whole. <laughs> yeah. I still got some, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got me all the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm ready to scorch the earth. But sometimes I'll be like, you know, I sometimes, Jerome, I'll be like, he's like, you know what? I know I got this. I ain't worried about you. So go on over there, way over there. And I'm going to chill over here and do what I got to do. But sometimes <laughs> you do got me all the way messed up. All the way. Like, <laughs> like, and, and, Moment of transparency. Grace had to calm me down this morning.
3: Because <laughs> somebody
0: had me all the way. <laughs> and I, was, I felt threatened. And the Grace, the Grace was like, "D, don't even give it energy. I was like, you show sure right, Grace. But I'm about ready to give every piece of my mind on this day at this hands,
2: time hands this fingertips, morning. <laughs> knuckles and everything. My mind, fingertips, nails, hand knuckles.
0: Everything. You about now, to catch it, catch it all. You to catch all. But you know what? Grace reminded me, D.
2: And there's no
0: reason for you to even feel threatened about that. Just chill out. You don't need to you don't need to feel threatened about it. You good. Just, it just you and what I in, what I did do indirectly is use it as motivation. If this person ain't ever gonna be able to say nothing else again. Hmm. So I'm gonna pass it back on over to you, Reverend. Reginald.
2: All right. So so we're gonna stay in the same little arena in the same little chapter before I go to the because I got one chapter I really want to touch. I, I but I gotta wait. I gotta say that that's gonna that's the that's the, the main point. But Okay, now it also talked about competition between companies. So, but they use an example with uh, Duke and North Carolina. Well, I happen to be a sports fan, and I happen to love watching Duke versus North Carolina basketball. And they're so close to each other. One year, one won a championship. The next year, the one won the championship. And then they go back and forth. Some win, some and 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 what it does is just bring out it just, it just bring out the best in you. Period. So. You know, they compared that to between companies. So I put, you know, competition between companies. How do you feel about it? And I, I, I use comparison, Duke versus North Carolina, and how competition motivates you. So how does, how does that, like, how about another business like ATS? How does, how, how does that motivate you? I Like, you know, somebody that's, well, better yet, whatever you are strong in, if you're the life coach, if you're the motivator, if you're the author, whoever you are right now on this phone call, how, what motivates you about somebody else you know that's doing the same thing about you? How do they motivate you to be better than them, even though y'all in the same area? That's a good
3: question, brother.
2: Yes, yes it is. I'm going to beat your brakes in. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm going to beat your brakes in. Oh, I'm going to beat your brakes in. You're not going to beat me. You're not going to beat me. Actually, Antonio. he didn't play that game for 95 years. 95 years. He'd be here to look. First, look, hey, first he had to beat me upside my head, right? Now, when he beat me upside my head, he drove me to the hospital, and they said I had diabetes. He beat me so bad. After I recruited and gained all my blood sugar back and put it back in order, I went on a winning spree that was just nonstop because the only thing I remembered was his facial expression. You see how I broke that down? Face-show expression. That face he had, he didn't, look, look, this is what really killed me. He didn't say nothing. He didn't rub nothing in my face. He had a cheerleader that really motivated me too, but that's past the point. She was really the reason why I beat his head anyway. But when I looked at him, he had that I beat the brace off you look. You understand what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> he, said, he said
2: he had to beat you upside your head, <laughs> but that, no, I'm talking about that look. Y'all don't understand. Y'all, yeah, that look when I because I seen him. i you know, you when you're losing, you can't look at the person that's <laughs> come on, man. You cannot look at the person that's beating you. How can you? They are beating you at what you are good at or great at, and they beat you at your own game. So that motivated that motivates you to, I got to go practice. I had to go buy me an Xbox. I had to go buy an Xbox and go play at home. And when I got real good, that's when I came at the house, you going to catch this 90-degree angle. And he caught that 90-degree angle. And ever since I beat him, I won't play him again until the gods tell me that it's time to beat his brakes in again. So that's the example I wanted to give. And I want to hear from somebody else's perspective. I want to hear from somebody else's angle. How does that motivate you when you, when you that the other person is just <laughs> as good as you at what you do? Go ahead on, Jerome. Jerome. Hello. When you tell the story of Antonio, it
0: reminded
4: me of a very unique, well, a very distant situation that I was in when I was in the military. Uh, I went to Korea, hardship tour. Family back in the states. You are there by yourself, so you got a lot of free time. And you know, when you got free time, if you don't construct it with it, you get in trouble. Okay, so you don't want to do that. So one of the young men on my, um, on my uh, that worked for me, would go over to the gym and play racquetball. i never played racquetball before so I said okay let's go and play racquetball so he taught me the fundamentals he taught me how to play we go over there like six days out of the week and every day I went to the gym he spanked it and not only did he spank it he came into work the next day and tell everybody that 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 works for me how he spanked it okay and you better know, he loved every minute of that. And they'd be like, sorry, sorry. I said, yep, he sure did. Yeah, he sure did. Yes, he sure did. Then at about maybe four months, it took me about three months to get it together. Then at about four months, we come in the next day after playing, he ain't got nothing to say. And the people noticed, like, wait a minute, every day he been coming in here talking about how he been spanking that behind, spanking that behind, spanking that behind, but he ain't say nothing today. So then somebody said, said something to me like, hey, son, Red, did y'all go to the gym yesterday? Oh, absolutely. Y'all did? Absolutely. Well, how did it turn out? Ask him. He got all the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he mumbled, uh, he beat me. He, he, <laughs> now, I only beat him once at that time, but I beat him. And I kept my mouth closed so I could focus on playing and being competitive because I like winning too. And when I smacked that booty, I took all that internal satisfaction. And I enjoyed it. And then when he came in the next day and didn't open his mouth and say that I whooped him, I said, ooh, no, he didn't. He got me all the way And I sat there and politely did like this. Now, here's the feast of the resistance. Eventually, I got better. Back and forth. He could beat me. I could beat him. And just before I left, I could beat him a little more than he could beat me. But he could still beat me. He went to Fort Riley, Kansas. About... Four months later, five months later, I'm visiting a friend at Fort Raleigh Kansas who knew him because we were together in Korea. And I say, Is it so, so, isn't Gomez here? He said, yeah. I said, give him a call. <laughs> he called him. I say, you going to meet me at the gym, Gomez? He said, yeah. We went to the gym. We played five games. He didn't stand a chance. I told that booty all up. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Cause I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it. Show you right. So that competition, it motivates. I'm gonna talk smack, but it motivates me, especially if I know I'm good. So thank you, Reggie, for it. Cause I just remember that story. I tell
2: you, <laughs>
4: yeah. And it was humbling. It was very humbling as his leader to get whooped every day, and him coming in bad mouth. That's and right. Yeah.
2: As the leader, as the he was the head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He didn't want to look at another controller. <laughs> he he want to touch his remote control. You know?
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, I feel it. I feel it. That's right. Anybody else have any anything to share along with that before we carry on? Mosey on as they used to say back in the days, going on and mosion on over there. <laughs> we go mosey on, on over there. Anybody else? All right. Well, let's just keep moving in. Well, we're going to skip to chapter 11, page 263. We're going to do a little skipping. I used to skip in my day. Not too far. So I was too big to get caught skipping. I ain't talking about skipping school. 263. Now, let's put my glasses back on to read. Here we go. All right, now, 263. How important is it to take great care in how we make our last move? Are you done with the project when you have completed it, or is there any more work to be done? When you complete a project, is it complete the the, in the book, it just dis- described the situation as far as, I guess there was a, uh, it was uh, uh, a, what, what, what you call them people who, who talk for somebody. Uh, I can't think of that word, but I, I know that he was, he was talking somebody out of something and he, you know, he was a negotiator. That's what it was. That's what it was. That, yeah, don't correct me, Miss Sanders. I know what I was talking about. Uh, negotiator, Right. And uh, he was negotiating, but, you know, he did this job one time, and another situation had came, and they called him again to do it. And he had to do it the same way he did it the first time because he said the reason why he did it that way the first time is because his his job was not done, which what he meant was what he promised the guy that was in trouble, what he was going to do was let him talk to the reporters. But you know, the, the, the police and everybody, they wanted to come take him in. They wanted to come bring him in and, and they wanted to arrest him. They wanted to get it over with. It was taking too long and they wanted to get it over with. But old boy said, No, I promised this guy this and I have to do this. And when he done it, the guy finally gave up after seven hours of long standing off and demanding what he wanted, right? But the man didn't do nothing but get like, he went to a mental institution and he got, you know, fixed up or whatnot. So it was another situation and they called the same guy in. And the reason why they called the same guy in because his job was not done because they know how such of a well job he's done over there, how he can do in the same situation. And he did the same protocol the same way and got the same results for the next person. So by that being said is when you, when you, when you finish a job, that doesn't mean that your job was done and you shouldn't be getting complacent or comfortable because You have to remember what you did to get to where you was at. You had to remember what you did to get to where you was at because it was a process. You had to go through seven hours of negotiating and talking somebody down off a skyscraper and hurting themselves. You had to go through all that, and you have to remember that because you can't just say, all right, I've done my job, that's it, and then another situation come up and you forgot how you did it, or you get cocky like we do in in a business or get complacent and then go in there with our head and our chest up and mess up the whole situation because we think we got it. So that's what I got out of that in that chapter 11 about that story period was was just that. Your job is not done just because you finished your task. You still have to go back and look at it because there's some points that you can keep in your repertoire, you can keep inscripted scripted in you, and therefore you can use it again because it was successful over here and it will be successful over there because it can be used. It's always going to be a time when you got to use it again. It's always going to be a time where it's needed. And just because you finished it over there doesn't mean that it's finished, period. So anybody have something similar like that? I do. <laughs> but I'm waiting for somebody else to <laughs> – I think I can right now. But, yeah, I'll wait for somebody else, and if not, I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. You
0: can tell okay. I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you too, uh, Reverend Reginald. We missed you too. What what I learned from this was regardless of if you think this person, regardless of if you think some you're ever going to see someone again or not, still treat them how you would treat them if you were going to see him the second time or the third time or the fourth time. Because him being a negotiator in situations like that, you never expect to have a second-time customer. You never and, and they said that it's like you never expected in his line of work as a negotiator, you never expect a sec, a second time customer. But the way the situation played out, it ended up being the same person who asked for him because of how he because of how it ended the first time. And what they were and what they were saying in this chapter was people remember how things ended, not how they actually went. You know, it's the same thing for pregnancy it's the same thing for surgery it's the same thing for anything you remember the positive ending so for some for somebody who had a horrible pregnancy if they had a smooth if they had a smooth delivery they don't remember all that extra stuff but if they had a horrible delivery oh they're going to remember all of that and there are some people who because of that they're like i don't want any more children you have some people who have gone through surgeries and they've had wonderful turnouts and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, my surgery was great. But if they had to do, if they had that same surgery over and, that, and there was more pain following it, they would never want to have it again, just like having a tooth pulled. If you had a tooth pulled, and you're like, oh, man, that was nothing, you know, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to pull another tooth. You're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Come on, let's do this. Cause that first time you you don't remember you just remember being high waking up and you was good. But if you had your tooth pulled and the Novocaine wore off before the painkillers kicked in, you're going to remember that. You're going to remember the pain, and you're and when so and if a doc if a doctor ever tells you man okay we're gonna have to pull another tooth you be like man look out just I'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> so what this? I, so what? I can relate
2: to that. I definitely relate to that. I had to get a two pool in this resort I was staying at on 5700 in Galveston, called the uh, Galveston County Hotel, and uh, the the dentist name was Doctor Yankum, and uh, I think he has that name for a reason because Doctor Yankum he ain't give you nothing. He just he just took the thing and just ripped it out your mouth and then they gave me a Tylenol 100 and <laughs> a Tylenol 100 I don't even think they make them but what is a Tylenol 100 I, I was in crack. How you know what I don't want no more teeth pulled out my I don't care who pulled it out ain't nobody touching my teeth I'll pull them out myself I ain't going through that that's what that book was talking about but they call it out well I can't say that word I, that's why that's why I didn't want to say that word because I knew I was going to tell that word if y'all know what word I'm talking? I'm
0: colonoscopy
2: yeah yeah, that's why you ain't said it neither. You ain't slick. That's why <laughs> Colonoscopy. Yeah, you said it now. You said it now. Yeah, I should have let you say it first. But that's exactly <laughs> what he was talking about in that chapter, how, how 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 to, you know, try to make it not so painful. So just in case, you know, you have to do it again. But, you know, pain right. make you remember stuff. That, it, it, I was supposed to shout. Oh, uh, this ain't, I forgot this. this, this <laughs> I forgot. This, this, this. It's not Friday. Y'all was supposed to shout. This ain't Friday. This ain't Saturday. But yeah, pain makes you remember stuff. Pain makes you learn. And that's why I think I like
4: pain so much. This, this is why I really, really I like pain. Yeah. Go right in. Along those same lines, and, and we're in the sales business, um, and you guys definitely make calls for sales, What I thought about along this, along this line was is that when you're good and when you make the sale and you do well or people put you at that level because you do well, the thing you can't afford as a salesman or to me to, me to be a good salesman is to take your confidence or to take your ability for granted, meaning that you, you, you get someone to agree and they sign up and say, yes, give that to me and then you go for the upsell, or you go back to sell them another product, and then you take for granted, based on how you felt before, that, that, that you got this, I got this, that they, they're they gonna buy from me again. And, and what I mean by that is, you, you're not checking to say, when I talked to them the last time, was there something, even though they bought from me, that I missed, or even though they bought from me, I could have did that better, And now that I'm getting a second chance, I'm going to make sure I don't make that mistake again, or or I'm going to confer to see if things are still in the same atmosphere that they were when we last talked to make sure that I can go back where we were before versus taking for granted that I'm going to get this sale because I got it the first time. So that's what was going through my head when, when when you talked about that.
0: Oh right.
2: Thank you, Mr. Romy Rome. Thank you very much. Raymond Reginald. Well, uh, that sounds about familiar too, as far as when, when you make sales, you know, you can you get that in your head that you can absolutely uh sell water to 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 a drowning man, but uh <laughs> at the same time, you know, uh you just you, you just you gotta remember what got you to where you was at. And, you know, just remember what got you there, remember, remember the pain, remember the, the good times, the bad times, and, and and take that with you, you know. And and it, it, at times it's good to be competitive, and sometimes it's not good to be competitive. Sometimes you got to sit. And and it's not losing, but you just got to sit, you know. Uh, if you're very competitive like I am, because I don't want to lose to checkers to my mama. So, I mean, that's just me. I, 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 I don't care, we playing tic tac Told SOS, Mama, you can't beat me. I know you, you know, <laughs> I know you burst me out, but uh, you got to understand this. I'm going to beat you, okay? And that's just how it is. You know, sometimes you just, you gotta let a mama make it. So that's what I'm trying to learn today, especially when we play Connect 4 the next time. I'm gonna let her win. I just want to share that with everybody. <laughs> We're
0: gonna hold you to that.
2: Thank you. I'm gonna let her make it. He he said that just in case he loses. <laughs> well, I'm a let. Her, I'm a let her win. I just told y'all I'm a let her win. So, without you know, that way y'all know what happened. I, oh, he let her win. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and that, but you know In that same, was it that
0: chapter? I remember what chapter it was. They were talking about the ah, yes, in that same chapter, Reverend Reginald. Hello. Be careful when you smile. I did not understand when I first went until I read the the chapter, until I read the section, I was like, oh, because you can be happy. But if you don't watch how you smile, you'll make the other person think that they got cheated out of a good deal or that you got a better deal than they did. I did not know that. Me, I, so y'all know me. I'm a close sell. I'm smile like, ooh, yeah, I got it. Not because i'm getting a better deal than you but i closed the sale and you don't know how hard you don't know how many phone calls it took me to get to this close but what it team but what what that taught me was when you express satisfaction in the way it 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 it, it clearly says on page 266 it's the one two three it's the third paragraph and it's the last sentence it says you can express satisfaction that a deal has been reached but be sure not to look so happy that the other side believes that you took them for a ride. (laughs) 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 I didn't catch that until I started reading further along and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense because Jerome, me and you were talking. We're working out a deal. You got a great deal. I closed the sale. We go to shake hands, and you see this huge grin on my face. See, you see that facial expression? I'm excited. I got the sale, but I'm a little too happy. So now you sitting here, so oh, okay. You why are you smiling like that?
2: What's you show really too many going teeth. on? You show too many teeth. You can only show <laughs> you can only show four teeth. If you show more than four teeth, like if it's five teeth, oh, you got over on me. Yeah, because you know how some people don't. No, for real, some people think like that, man. That see, she, hey, her eyebrows is too high. <laughs> no, for real people got some. You know what I'm saying? So you, that's good. I'm glad you read that. I'm glad you, yeah, because it it can come off the wrong way. You can go up that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, wait a minute. That's you gave me too much yeah. love. Yeah,
0: they even used they even used a good example in here for George Bush.
2: Yeah, they did. So (laughs) (laughs) they showed our underline there too on
0: page 267 it says for americans after decades of conflict with few clear victories here at last was something to cheer they were talking about the cold war they were talking about the cold war cold war in the berlin wall and they were saying how uh It says, so how did the American president, George H.W. Bush, react to to this news? So uh, unremarkably. A flat, I'm very pleased, that he had to defend his reaction later by explaining, I'm not an emotional kind of guy, but there may have been much more to it than that. As his Secretary of State James Baker recalled, Bush refused to gloat. Bush knew that he still needed to work with Soviet leaders and that gloating would have made future deals more difficult. So, not only would you offend the other person, but if you plan on doing more, if I planned on doing, if I gloated, if I sat here like, yeah, Jerome decides the contract, Woo-hoo-hoo! yeah in his face or to somebody else who's close to him and they go back and tell him I pretty much just shut down any further type of business dealings with Jerome because I gloated so much when I could have just simply been like thank you Mr. Red. it's very very nice doing business with you simple as that and then behind closed doors when I get home I jump in my bed and be like oh oh, yeah can't nobody hear me
5: Unless, oh, unless you say oh my god I am like so happy for you you have no idea I know you made the right choice and I'm happy for you
0: thank you Miss Carol that is another way to approach it tell tell show the other person just how excited you are for them but you have to be careful and and because of who I am that really rung a bell with me because I'll be quick to be like, oh, I'm so excited. Yay. Oh, so oh, oh, so you get over. Like what, what I show in excitement because I'm excited that I close the seller. I'm excited for you. If I don't express that like Miss Carol just de- Miss Carol just said, if I don't express it appropriately, I could potentially
2: lose future business with you. But you 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 can actually you can actually get away with that. You can actually get away with a little clap and a little dance move. Let's take me for an instance. I, I can't you get away hate. with that. You I hate. can't. I can't do that. They're going to think that I done cheated them out of every dime that they're I bet not ever. After <laughs> say I do this right here. <laughs> it's They're going to want their money back. They're going to want their money back right now. And I definitely bet not do this here or oh, none of that there. They're going to report me to somebody. So I have to be, you know what I'm saying? It, it's all that like I say, your teeth, you can only show four teeth. Remember, put this on the little chat. Four teeth. You can only show four teeth when you make a sale. You show five, they're gonna want their money back. If you're over six foot four and you do any move or gesture with your hands and happiness, they're not this this cause you gotta be six six. You gotta do it big. You gotta be like you did you not. you know what I'm saying? You gotta hey. Appreciate what you, you know I'm <laughs> saying? You gotta be, you know, soft spoken because you big, be, you can't show too much excitement when you do that, too much excitement. You can't, you can't do that at all.
0: Mm-mm. No, you can't. But then even then, Reginald, I have to be careful because I won't be taken seriously ever again. Whereas I may be able to get away with that. Someone will look at me be like, oh my goodness, she's such a child. I will never do business with her again. It's already, I already sound like I'm 12. <laughs> so if I'm sitting across from you and I'm like, oh, yay, okay, come on, let's do this. You're like, is she serious right now? <laughs> like, we went from having an adult conversation to so sitting across from a kid like, oh, my goodness. So I really, I have learned that in certain environments, I have to tone it down. Like, I can't go in there. Oh, yay. No, I can't do that. There's some environments I literally have to go in there. It's like, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And do just a small smile. Like you said, 14, 14. Just a small smile. It's great doing business with you. Thank you so much. And then when that I leave. That was it right it there. That's <laughs> what I got to do.
2: It's nice doing business with you. Thank you. That's what I have to do right there
0: you know, and then uh, yeah. they say, okay, come on, let's go have drinks, okay, I will I will have a simple something small, because we're not, I'm, I got the hard stuff to celebrate with in my room, yeah. we ain't gonna do this right now, but out of politeness, because I don't want to offend you either, because I want, I want this, I want, after this entire process has completed, you have a very positive, memorable experience of this, because if I come to you again, With to discuss business with you again, all you're going to remember is, oh, yeah, she went to have drinks with us and we had a meal. We had a great time. That's what I want you to remember. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to remember the 12-year-old sitting across from you doing like this. (laughs) That's
2: that's not how I want you to remember me. (laughs) I showed him like the way he put his their clap like that. (laughs) I'm not sure about what I just did.
0: How many, of, how many of you have been, how many of you can go back and remember a time where you responded a certain way and when you went back to that person, they responded to you a certain way. You were sitting here like, but I thought we had a great time or I thought we had a great business conversation. How many of you can remember those moments? Because I'm putting a few together in my head. Now and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> <So> <laughs> how many of you and how, how do you think going forward how do you think going forward, it would actually change how you communicate with someone?
2: Especially with follow-ups. Because if you don't follow up, then that's really when, because all that excitement and all that extra work, all that hard work and all that, and you, I'm talking about you gave it all and you don't follow up with them. You don't, you don't check in on them, you don't talk to them, you don't, and then you know they, 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 they lost. And they just feel like they lost, not just – sometimes it ain't about the money because you don't even know you – don't, you don't know what type of friendship or ship you have entered with that person, your customer. You get what I'm saying? That person could not have nobody in their life at that particular time. And you conversate them with them so well. You talk to them so well that they – yeah, and they mind that they – hey, man, that's my friend. And you did not check. On your strong friend, you did not check. Oh, you know that makes them feel, man. I'm just, makes them feel some type of way. It, it really does. It messes with their psyche. I just thought about that. Look at everybody thinking too. Look, all you, those thoughts.
5: If, if you if you treat all of your customers, no matter who they are how you feel about them emotionally at that time, if you treat them all like they are your best friend, they're gonna feel that energy and it's gonna take it to the next level. So as you're in it, you know it's just like you gotta just resonate there and just instead of thinking up here, well, I don't like the way she said that. I don't like the way he turned his head. I don't like this. Instead of doing that, just make believe that you know what? That's my best friend. He got quirks, he got, you know, whatever. But that's still my best friend. And if you come across in your mind, just for that time that you're dealing with them, the energy is going to be a lot different when, when you're responding back and forth and you're corresponding with them.
0: I'm so very happy you said that, Ms. Carol. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it, it, it brings two things. With what you just said, I want each and every one of you to think, how can you scale that? It's, it's really easy when you have 10 customers, but what if you have 100 customers? What if you have 1,000 customers? How can you scale that for them? But then it also brings me to <clears throat> a book that I was reading, and I'm trying to remember which one was it, if it was The Untethered Soul, which one was it, where he, they were talking about. It. So when you feel a certain way about somebody, you know that little voice that's always in your head? Make that voice a person that's sitting right next to you. would you really want to be the friend of the person in your head? So think about how you make others feel. So that very same thing Miss Carol just said, instead of sitting there and saying, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. Like how Grace had to tell me this morning, you don't get out of energy. Because honest to God truth, if I would have taken the person in my head and sat them next to me, and everything, everything that person in my head was saying was sitting next to me and saying, I would have told them, can you please just shut up and leave me alone? Like, I would have honestly said that. But because it was in my head, I didn't even think to do that. But when you make the, when you make the person in your head, the conversations that you have with yourself in the head, the voice that's not yours coming out of your mouth, but the one in your head, make that person, make that voice an actual person. And think about, if half the stuff that came out of your head came out of their mouth, would you really be friends with them? And that'll help you with how you view other people. That'll help you with what Miss Carol just said. Because you would look at them a lot differently if you really looked at the person that was in your head having that conversation.
7: Yana, can I add to that? Please, go ahead. Majority of the time when people, whatever they're thinking... Their face expression shows it as well. So sometimes your face expression is louder than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it can be vice versa. For example, if you're in an interview and the interviewer tells you, hey, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And so you get to selling yourself. You get to telling them a little bit about yourself. And then at the end, they have nothing to say. They're just looking or they're looking down. They never look at you in the face. You could tell that there is something wrong. Automatically, the communication is broken. The engagement is off, and you just ready to get out the interview. You could tell right now the energy is not right. So, vice versa, the person that is uh, having the interview may say, "I don't want to work for the company. Their their energy is not right." So, it it can go both ways. That's all I want to share. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Cause that brings us right back to the conversation in the book. Just as just as you you can smile at the wrong time, watch some facial expressions. Cause I I know. I and it took me a while. It took me a while. because Sometimes Grace has to she'll text me, she'll be like, D, you all right? Because <laughs> we'll be on a training and my face will be looking crappy. I be like every time she texts me, I be like, "Okay, you gotta fix your facial expression, cause it could have been something that happened early in the day. I could be multitasking when I ain't supposed to, and I'm zoned into what I'm working on, and it looks like it looks like I'm upset or something. I mean, it could be a lot of things. Grace can tell me when I'm sleepy. I be thinking. I sometimes I think I'm doing a great job. I'm sitting up here like, and Grace will text me, D." did you sleep good and I'll be like dang great and I, that's like then when y'all see me reach for my coffee and drink it I either got a text message or I felt myself looking sleepy or I saw myself in the camera <laughs> like oh I looking like let me, let me add some caffeine in my system real quick but the facial expressions are just like those smiles if I, if, if I really don't want to close a deal with you, but I know I have to close this deal or my company's going to cut me. And I'm like, it was a pleasure doing business with you. All that in itself is like, no. Go ahead, Mr. Rowe. Do Rose.
2: Do that face one more time. Do that face one more time. One more time, time. <laughs> do it
0: more. was a pleasure doing business with you.
4: Oh, but, right? uh. <laughs>
2: it was, it was, man. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, it,
4: started, it started with what, what Miss Carl said, um, but it flowed through what Talisha and uh, Deanna said. Um, you know, being we're in the sales business, what hit what hit me was, you know, Antonio's talking about us, you know, starting about this, our business with that one to a thousand customers, but we're going to keep it going to 5,000 and so forth. And then it hit me as your business grows and as you grow with your business, you know, you can't remember everybody. So if you treat everybody with the same respect that you want to be treated with and you're actively listening, as Ms. Carl was saying, that that's what's inside of you is going to come through and your customer is going to recognize that and feel like they're special and feel like they're important and then you don't have to worry about that. But if you're just like, I'm getting a sale, I'm getting a sale, I'm getting a sale, then they become a number or they become an objective versus becoming someone that you care about. So if you're treating people the way you want to be treated, or you're treating them like they're special, that's what's going to make the difference because you can't remember everybody, especially as you grow and especially as you expand. So we, we need to come up with a game plan about how we're going to make sure that those customers are, are memorable that when we leave them, they feel remembered because I think Antonia said it before it's not what you do, it's how you make people feel. That's what they remember the most. How did you make them feel when they were done? So important, so important. So just wanted to share that.
0: No, so you just summed up the entire chapter.
4: Oh, my, my you bad. You just no,
5: what? no, you did great. And Go you ahead. know, what you were saying is right. And not only that, but if you think about the sale, Jerome, I'm talking to you. If you think about the sale <laughs> as though I'm helping another person. I'm getting paid for it, but I helped another person. Then it then it changes the whole thing around.
2: Stop selling my sands. My thoughts, you're still in my thoughts and my saying and you publicizing it because I don't even, I, yeah, for real, I don't even, I don't even add money in the equation. I don't I just, for one, I like talking and I like talking to people I ain't never seen before, and I love making facialist like even if I even if it's on a phone call, I still see your facial expression because I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make you exercise your facial muscles because I'm going to get inside and you're going to get out of whatever mood that you in and you're going to get in the same mood that I'm in, I'm going to strong arm you into the same mood. I don't care what you got going on in your life. I'm arming you into this mood because for one, it was, it was purposely designed for me to call you anyway. Now that's another way to look at it. It was purposely designed for me to call you forget. This is, this is on the cool. This is how I end up. This is how, I end up doing the first sale or whatever because I didn't even have to, no script or nothing. This is purposely designed for me to call you because whatever you're going to tell me, I, 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 I'm going to listen to what you said. But at the same time, whatever energy you give off, I'm going to change that energy off top. And that's what they notice about me anyway. Oh, so you just going to make me laugh. Yeah, because you're supposed to. Yeah, you you just going to, yes, because there's no need to. Whatever you got going on over there, whatever it is over there, I can hear in the background you got a lot of stuff going on. But you know what? I'm here to just make sure that, hey, man, you still got enough time in the day to make sure you can laugh make sure that you can have fun and make sure you can smile through whatever it is that you're going on. Because if you keep going like that, if you keep on, you're going to just you, – you're going to disappear in that darkness. And you can't – and they were like, whoa, who are you? Man, hey, hey, you prayed last night, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You prayed last night, right? Well, I'm the one. Let's make a show that you get an answer from your prayers. I'm just a confirmation. That's all I am. Oh, who are you? Uh, well, call me back tomorrow. Well, what's your name, Reginald? You make sure well, I'm going to call you back every day, ma'am. How about that? Well, that's what I want to see. Them. That, that That's how I go. That's exactly how it is. That, I just, hey, I just use what I know I have. And if I'm going to be big, I'm going to be big. And you're going to laugh big. That's it. I, I just want to, like I get on these phone calls. I jump on in, I make sure, look, man, we gonna have a good time. We, I don't know what happened, it was too hot outside, it was too windy outside. I don't know what's going on, I don't care. We gonna have fun today. And y'all better do the same thing to me when I get on this phone and look like I lost a puppy. You better make me laugh, right? All y'all do is say one word and I'm gonna laugh anyway because I'm a goofball as it is anyway. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna laugh unless somebody try to mess with my intelligence, that's a different story. My sister seen when somebody mess with my sentence, and Antonio have to take my phone to make sure I don't text when I was getting ready to text. <laughs> he did that several times for me. Took my phone. You can't say that, Reggie. <laughs> why I can't? Why I can't say that, man? It's real. This is one hundred. This is the truth right here. You can't. You can't do that. Okay. You to, that's why he say. You know what? You are gonna do the integrity leadership class. All right, man. Yeah. hit me upside my head right there. But yeah, man, this, this is some good, this is some good stuff from this book. This is some good stuff from this book. I'm I'm learning and having fun at the same time. I'm glad y'all are on the call doing the same thing as well. Y'all continue to do so. Y'all continue to do what you do. Like I had a friend of mine say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. He used to just say that all the time. He used to, just wake up and just say, keep doing. He said, I'm trying to I'm trying to imitate. Keep doing. You got to shake that head. Keep doing what you're doing. And then he just he just lighting up the room every time he say that. The next thing you know, he disappeared. But hey, y'all still here. Y'all ain't disappeared. Huh? All right now. All right. Yes. Now, I want to jump. I want to jump into a chapter. I want to jump to uh, skipping over seven, but I want to go to five. And we're talking about uh, chapter 5, page 117. I'm not going to put my glasses on. I know I look real intellectual. I'm like, it look like I made straight A's. I did, though, at one point. 117, talking about how names can bond and bully. This was one of my favorite chapters. I had to hit the book. This is one of my favorite chapters in the book. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I love giving people nicknames who I be around a lot. And I do it for a reason. And it's not to bully nobody, but it's, it's all in humor and laughter and great fun. Because your nickname is gonna fit your personality. <laughs> it's gonna fit. They said George Bush used it. He had nicknames in the same chapter. As matter of fact, it say on page, that's, that's I think it was on the page I said, yep. 117, it said, for George Bush, nicknames were a tool for cooperation. When he bestowed one on a person, it brought him closer to them and seeming an important bond. The names we use can help us connect with our friends. They can be the glue that binds us together. Now, you already know there's the other side to that. Before we even get to the other side, I want to stick to this side because this is the side of the life. I don't like using names to bully people or to talk down on somebody or anything like that. Now we might crack a joke every now and then because we together, y'all know how you know, look at what you call it, you know. But hey, that's all in and but but the, the names to bond with each other. That's what the nicknames is for the bondage. And when you nickname your child or you nickname your friend, you know, that's that's how you bond with a child, like you and your child know. That if you hear, hey, TJ, that's the nickname I gave my son because his middle name started with J. He know that, hey, man, that's one of my family members because nobody else calls me TJ. You know what I mean? Nobody calls me TJ but my dad, right? And I know he's somewhere around here because I, I can't see him, but I can hear him say TJ. And that's a bond. That's a good bond. And That's the same thing if you're in a group and – and you know you you got to build a relationship. You can't just drop give somebody a name. Because <laughs> you, <can't laughs> you know they everybody had bad experiences with names. You know and they've been probably been caught all kinds of names. You can't just. But you know you you've been around somebody long enough, and you know you can. There, there there you go. There you go. There you go, Grace. I'm not gonna call you out, but you know your nickname. But you know your nickname, and uh, you display it every time I come over and do Bible study how you want me to move the sign, because you can't reach it. <laughs> My arm length is long enough. I can get it out there. She can't change the light bulbs. <laughs> Anything like that. That's, that's why she called me. But uh, before we get to the, the other side of the names, how do y'all feel about the nicknames with, uh, bonding each other?
0: know for me it I lived by a nickname. To this day, if I hear anybody say Didi, I already know what part of my life that came from. I, I see your facial expression, Jerome. My maiden name is Dedrick. My first name is Diana. They both start with D-E-A, D-E-A. So from and I got it in kindergarten, which was crazy. A good friend of mine in kindergarten, she couldn't say my name. She's like, can I just call you Didi?" And I was like, yeah. And from there, it just, from kindergarten to my senior year in high school. So if I hear anybody call me Didi, I know what, I know where they came from, who they are, what area of my life it was, because past that is all (laughs) the And that bonds me with my that bonds me with my school age friends because they're the only ones who call me that so if i so if i hear or if i hear someone come up behind me and say Deanna dedrick i'm like hold on wait a minute you know too much who are you <laughs> like because people because those that i associate with now be know, know me as diana mitchell or if i hear someone call out my whole name that means you know my family like like Ray, if I hear somebody say Deanna Marie, hold the waitum, and that happened to me one time. That really happened to me. I was somewhere, and I heard someone yell out Deanna Marie Dedrick, and I was like, you know, my whole government, my birth name. Who are you? How do you know me? and Why you said it? And turned around, it was a school friend because back in those days, you also told your middle, so they knew my whole name. It, and it, it like Reg like Reginald was saying, you know. If somebody, if you hear somebody call your name a certain way, you already know. Just like if I hear Deanna Marie, I know. Okay, uh, I didn't do it this time. It wasn't my fault. What had happened was, if I hear Deanna, I was like, "Oh crap! What did I forget to do?" Like it. <laughs>
2: like it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a Galsen thing too, because uh, nobody in Galston calls me Reginald except for my family. My family will not call me Reggie. They will, they refuse to call me Reggie. So when I hear Reginald, I know that my people. I know that my family. Now, my name in Galveston is Reggie Paul. They say the whole name, Reggie Paul. Hey, oh, you know Reggie Paul? Reggie Paul, they do the whole name. That's just like DD. Like you hear Reggie Paul, you already knew what type of life he was living in and everything. Hey, 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 watch that, Reggie Paul. I got doggy. Uh, that's the guy we want to hang with right there. Yeah, Reginald. That's a that's that. Yeah, you want Reginald, <laughs> you don't want Reggie Paul. That's right. Hi, Dee Dee. Yeah, no. know. Dee Dee had all the ego.
0: We're
2: gonna
0: keep
2: both of <laughs> Richard Paul had them ideas, but I had them bite ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right there in trouble.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, with family, one side of my family calls me Diana, the other side the other side of my family calls me Deanna. So if I hear it said a certain way, I know which side of the family calling me from a distance. You know, so it's but nicknames do bond Nick, you nickname Grace, I call Grace Gracie May, and I tell people, Quick, can't nobody else call her that but me. That's my nickname for her. If I hear you saying it, we got a problem.
2: And Grace, say it, say it one more time.
0: Say it one more time. Uh-uh, cause I I, I'm not gonna one. say it.
2: That's your word. I just want to hear it one more time.
0: I call her Gracie May, <laughs> 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 and she actually calls me use- Marie. <laughs> And she calls me Dee Marie. So if I hear someone in a different distance call me Dee Marie, I know it's Grace. She's like, she's the only person who actually calls me Dee Marie. She don't call me by my whole name. She called me Dee Marie. So I know. I she put it in text message. <laughs> if it's in an email, a message, a line out, Facebook message, I don't care where it's coming from, it's Dee Marie. That's our bond, Dee Marie, Gracie Mae. You know, so so names really do bond you, just like names with your children. You know, I call my son baby. He knows I'm talking to him, but at the same time, I, he knows I also understand he's he's becoming a big boy, because I also call him my big boy. You know, so it, names do bond you. <clears throat> names do bond you. You know, so you have to be careful with that. You know, names bond you to a time. Names bond you to a time in your life. They bond you to people, but they also bond you in business. So that's why you also have to be careful with what your name means in business too. Good
4: point. Good point. Can't
2: use Reggie Paul in the business.
0: Can't use D.D.
2: in you, you business. Can, you, can. Can. you can. You can. Hey, this is Reggie Paul. You <laughs> should made that sound professional. This is Reggie Paul. I'm ATS. <laughs> I gotta say it like that got to say something. Yeah, this is Reggie Paul coming from the ATS. How how you doing today, man? Okay, that's fine. I'm not... (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So let's get on the flip side, on the other side of that coin. Let's say, in the next paragraph, I say, but not everyone uses names to make friends. In fact, many names are tools that our foes use against us. As children, we are told that sticks and stones may break our bones, but words can never hurt us. But this isn't true. Words are often the preferred weapon of bullies and they can hurt us a lot
4: Mm -hmm.
2: I I I agree but I don't agree and I'm going to tell you why I don't agree because you only answer to what you are so if somebody call you something and you answer it you just gave them power to call you that like if they call you that and you say something back,
4: well, if you don't say the, the
2: words, I just want to, you know, I, don't, I ain't trying to say, words can't, it, you can, look, I have been called everything. I play sports. My coach is called you everything. You understand what I'm saying? They called you everything. I'm sorry. They called you everything. So outside of that, I can't, even, don't even know, call me something, It don't even, it can't, even if they call, even the, the book even used the N-word or whatever, you know what I'm saying? All of that stuff, I'm not just because if I entertain that, then that's when I get wrapped up into all that, when I entertain it. Period. So, you can keep the names over there, like, even if it's somebody that you know call your name, you like, all right, man, they was just a little upset. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I mean, we didn't talk, I didn't probably cuss them out before or whatever, you know, but at the same time. The word is just, you can't just, you can't get me with that. You can't give me to the word unless I just feed into the energy on that. You can't just drive, call me something and I'm like, man, I'm not there at all. Well, why did I respond to it if I wasn't there? See, so you ain't call me by my name. I'm going to answer if you call me by my name. If you can't call me by my name, I'm not going to answer you. And I believe if I don't answer you, that's going to piss you off even more than what you already are, if I don't answer you. But if I entertain you, that's what you wanted me to do in the first place. That's why you call me that name. I just had to let that out. Draw I'm drawn. Oh my god. Reginald. Wrong mm-hmm.
7: person.
2: Um We do look alike. I just got a little bit more hair. What was I gonna say? Um
7: something
2: about some names. You are gonna call me a name.
7: Yeah, okay, so now I'm call you. No, <laughs> 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 so I was gonna say that it I believe. It's the level of maturity you you are with that to be comfortable with people. Um uh, I was gonna say that. I gonna to say you that. Yeah. Um, for you, you've grown up with that, right? For example, for me, growing up in the N-word, being called the every every day, and then I go back around and we play, we play that name. My brother called me little nigga, you know, like stuff like that. Or or we play around like that. But then when you go in a different culture or a different or a different area of group and you say that and somebody get ready to chop your throat off, you can't get mad because you're not realizing that what you said was offensive because you're so used to it. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that certain people, certain words you say, they don't take it lightly. It may bring up some wounds for them. It may bring up hurt, it may bring up memories you never know so for me like to say you still can't call me a a b okay who you are you just cannot call me that um because i feel offended you know um and you were right it, it takes that maturity until i get to that level where i'm mature enough to say okay they ain't talking to me because that i'm sure not a b right until you get to that that level of maturity it's gonna always bother you is that oh my gosh what do you call that when something keeps bothering you you, you just you're not healed in that area and until you heal yourself and break down those layers it's going to continue to bother you so i for me when it comes to name calling it's a hurtful spot it's a hurtful spot um and no, it's not okay for you to call me no other name than my name. Because you, you're diminishing who I am. I've been called so much growing up. So if you call me anything else, I don't know who I am. If I start repetitionally hearing, you are Talisha. You are this, you are that. Then that builds my confidence to know who I am. So if somebody do say something like you, like you were mentioning, then since my, my level of confidence and maturity is up there, then I can handle whatever thing that anybody has thrown my way. But if you constantly been treated that way, since you were little, and that's all you hear, it's hard for you to, how can I say it? All together, just in a nutshell, you just got to have maturity on that level to be able to take other people's name calling. Because some people won't even ask you, can I call you this? They just start calling you. And you'll be like, wait, what? No, I didn't say you can call me Lashawati. No, I didn't say you can call me TT. No, what you doing? You didn't even have my permission. Better learn how to say my name correctly. That's just it. That's all I want you to say. And my daughter, tell you, and honestly, my daughter, she tells me, I have so many nicknames for her, Nat Nat. Her middle her name is Marie, but I call Maria, right? And one day she told me, she said, mommy, I don't like when you call me Rhea. Mommy, I don't like when you call me Maria. So I have to learn to back off and understand her emotions and realize that's not what she wants me to say. And I'm glad that she's only seven years old and she can be able to voice whole opinion to me because then that means she can go on the world and do the same thing. But that's all I had to say.
2: Thank you. I know a lot of people that can't take that B word. Neither. Men and women. It's a, it's a, it's a code. It's a code. When people live by code, they live by their code. You got to respect that code. That's, that's another thing that I learned. You got to respect that code. When you're in a culture, when you're in an atmosphere, you got to respect that code. You got to understand where you're at. You got to understand your surroundings. That is part of that maturity, but that's also part of you paying attention to, to everything because another, another another group can say the same word you say to, to your Another group would say the same thing that you'll call or call, call somebody else or call you the same thing that you call that group. You can't get offensive or get mad at that person because you sit up there and call the other person that. So it's like you still got to respect your area or where you're at. And, if, and like I say with that code, because, again, man, people still live by code. That's, that's real. That's not made up. It's a code that they live by. Hey, man, don't call me that. And when you call me, there's going to be consequences. And you'll know, because some people, they don't give you a chance to, hey, explain it to you. They just going to do what they're going to do to you. Because like you said, you that that's a wound. That's some type of wound. And you don't know that. And then, hey, man, you don't, you don't want to open them can of worms here, you know. So that's why I say I, I respect that. I, I, I have no choice but to respect that. Point blank, period. Because a lot of people, like my son, just like your daughter said, I gave my son a nickname, and he told me at the, at that early age, hey, man, I don't like that nickname. I don't, I don't like that nickname at all. So, you know, hey, we'll switch it up. But I'm still going to remind you when you start acting up, if you keep on acting it up, I'm gonna, when I call you that, then that means you're acting up. You understand what I'm saying, son? And I ain't had no problems with him no more because I threatened him with that nickname. And <laughs> with that nickname, boy, you better, you better get it right. But, man. There's a code. These words, they words will hurt an individual who's been hurt by words. And if you have grown in an area to where words don't mean nothing to you, because man, this is this a lot of stuff I learned about, especially English. Especially English. This, is, this don't even mean nothing. Like Hebrew and Greek is really, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what you really those are really, work. this is English stuff, man. You you break down some of these, if you find out like the real word of some of this stuff, you'll be surprised. And, and there's one word I would like to share tonight. While we are, It's N-E-G-U-S and it means kings. It means king. And we run around and say it and don't even know we call each other king, but in the dictionary, the other word that's put out there is saying that we slandering and we calling somebody else something negative when that's not even the real word, period. And so when you get education on it, you get knowledge on it. When you get knowledge on it, then that's when you know, hey, man, some of these words, I can't, it can't I can't, I can't. You miss me with all that. If that's the game that you want to play, you want a word play, then go on there and play that game. But I'm a little bit more ahead of you on that one, partner. You know what I'm saying? I'm way too steps, and I'm glad. You know what? It took a lot of. It took a lot of me doing the wrong thing to get to where I'm at. It took a lot of me calling people names when I shouldn't have called them the names for me to get there. I ain't just not calling nobody names. I call you all kinds of names, especially when we're in that little moment. I'm going to give you what you're looking for. You deserve that name because I'm trying to hurt you. That's that's all the reason why we're just trying to hurt you. That's why they say words hurt, especially when you're trying to use them as a hurtful situation. But again, it's all in the same It's in the book. We didn't, we didn't drift off. It's in the book. It's bad words, good friends. Still, still, they say, hey, matter of fact, I even put a star by say, so sometimes names help us bond with others. This is my read voice. <clears throat> so sometimes names help us bond with others, and other times we are bullied by them. To navigate our social world, we need to know when and how to use names. And by the same token, when others call us negative names or use slurs against us, we need to know how to react and how to defend ourselves. That was so beautifully read and understood. Look at the smiles on you guys' faces. It's just so powerful. Let me see that smile again. Put some of this on there. See these smiles again. Look, there, I, I knew I was gonna get it. I knew I was gonna get it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, how many chapters did we cover, Minister Mitchell? We covered one, five, seven, eleven, six, four, three. We covered one, five, eleven, and yeah, and
0: 3.
2: You got to you- three. Yes, ma'am.
5: So give some magic dust to Diana for her unicorns and butterflies.
2: Her unicorns and butterflies. She can get some of that dust. Where she got the unicorn at? Where is the unicorn at?
6: That's a
5: magic. It's it's it it shows up for her.
2: Oh, for her? Yeah. Okay. I'm one of the unicorns. I think I can ride a unicorn. I think I'm think i a special, unique person. I think I deserve a unicorn.
6: You are a unicorn, Reggie.
2: I want the unicorn with the wings on it.
0: That's the only way they come.
2: Oh, OK. Some of them don't have wings. It's the male one. <laughs> That's
0: the only way they come, OK?
7: Do <laughs> so I need to get my daughter in here to explain oh. you what a unicorn looks like?
2: Oh man! Oh man! The unicorn that I saw, my kids draw—they don't have wings on. Hush!
0: They only come with wings. I'm just telling
2: y'all. I'm just telling y'all, man. My kids drew a unicorn and didn't have wings on. But they're going to school this year.
1: They counterfeit. They from China.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna tell them that too. Yeah, fake unicorns, daughter. But she's going to kindergarten this year, so maybe the wings get added on. I don't
0: know. You know how schools are. They may not teach her the appropriate way to draw a unicorn.
2: L.A. Morgan will. Yes, you know what? L.A. Morgan will. L.A. Morgan will. <laughs> That's all you got to remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's our elementary alma mater. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Names. Names. Oh, names can. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, Reverend Reginald. Well, well what's the next chapter?
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Why you? Why? Why are you at it? Just turn to page one sixty six. Uh huh. One sixty six. One sixty six. 155. why y'all 155. turning a
7: page i this this just won't get off my mind, and I know he not physically on this call, but uh, when did Antonio know how to rap? y'all saw that video TikTok
4: video? Yeah, rap yeah. four.
0: yeah he been he been doing that for a long time
1: I was shocked. A long time
2: and I'm always on the call, thank you very the much. Holy Spirit they <laughs> on no, no, the Holy spirit. <laughs> Here's the Holy Spirit again. <laughs> there
5: goes the unicorn. That's the unicorn talking.
2: <laughs> it always pops up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has been rapping for a very long time, Kalisha. If you if you keep looking for him, you'll find some of his old albums. They online.
7: Well. I was shocked. I had to replay it again. Wait, is this Antonio? <laughs>
2: OK, well, while we're on 166, let me point out what I put. Let's say, let me read the paragraph and then put what I had wrote on it. It say, why, in, no, in the preceding chapter, we described trust as a cooperative tool of friends. But by trusting others, we also make ourselves vulnerable to deception and exploitation by the competitive intentions of our foes. In other words, deception sits at the intersection of competition and cooperation, deceivers pretend to cooperate but compete instead. And then in the one I put the little asterisk by I say, "Why do we deceive, and how can we detect deception and prevent being exploited by our foes or even taken advantage of by our friends?" That's a good one, especially in, in the workplace. <laughs> especially, That's especially in the workplace. Yeah or outside of an environment period. We also introduce a new approach to thinking about deception. Deception can be a cooperative tool. Though we are taught that lying is unethical and harmful, we challenge this belief and explain why some lies actually help us build trust and cooperation and can even be considered ethical. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that right there. That's 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 it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, the, I had to stop. That's, that's
1: not entry-level stuff right
2: there. No, no. That's, that's Let me read that again. We also introduce a new approach to thinking about deception. Deception can be a cooperative tool, though we are taught that lying is unethical and harmful. We challenge this belief and explain why some lies actually help us build trust and cooperation and can even be considered ethical. How is that?
1: I I just want to wrap on that for like a minute because
2: no, you can take two minutes.
1: <laughs> so most of my life, I've had this I've had this policy like honesty is the best policy, right? Um, but a delusion that I've had is that I'm honest, right? Because there's things that like I think I'm being honest about, but I'm just being really thorough. I might, be go- I might be going like a little bit off track here, but like honesty and thoroughness are two completely different things and they're not necessarily always useful and applicable in a situation, especially in a sales. You know what, what I'm saying? Like more, sometimes less is more. Um, but I think that there's so many situations where the the honesty that it's like how how do i how do i put this um we can believe that something that we're expressing is is honest and because we have an emotional connection to it it's like we're the heralders of some kind of divine truth just because we got our feelings attached to it without sort of like looking outside and recognizing that that's not a truth that other people resonate with. And in order for us to have a connection and build a connection with other people that that we need to get onto a part of a truth that they resonate with, that we can resonate on a truth with them and sort of put like our truth and our need for honesty and self-disclosure or whatever. So we can feel like good people or whatever, like that need is for us. You know what I'm saying, and like hone in on that other person's need. And when when the book is talking about like deception, I even read the book. I'm like, when the book is talking about deception, I think that the English language is so limited, right? And in other languages, there's other words for things like this, and they're not so negatively charged. So I don't necessarily look at it now as deception. I look at it as um, You're just tuning into the. You're just. You're just tuning into a higher frequency, right? You want to connect with a person like where you're going to be able to meet them. Um. I don't think I'm articulating this well, so let me just like clean it up. I think I'm just gonna stop right there. Yeah.
0: No, Ms. Reese. <clears throat> I, I, you didn't have to stop us. okay, so Ms. Reese, please feel free to continue. We are actually a group of people that, as you talk we can we talk the same way <laughs> so so we do under so if you keep going we will we can put it together, so please feel free to keep going like we're 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 actively <laughs> listening to you.
1: I appreciate it. Okay. Like I'm putting this, you know, because the thing is, is like, this is something that it's like, you know, how you have these different levels. <laughs> that's my neighbor setting off fireworks. Oh wow. Like every 365 days a year. Um, just that kind of neighborhood. So, um, like what I what I value so deeply and truly and what I think is sometimes like this gift that I'm giving to somebody else or like some kind of like realization or recognition or something that I've had that that may not that may not necessarily be a gift to them and stepping outside yourself and being able to see that right and this went back to like that on that other meeting like the strong friends meeting like don't give people what you think you need or what you're trying to give to yourself You know what I'm saying? Like give them what they need. So first like listen, listen before they speak, like listen to them before they even start talking so that like you can get the hit of where they're at and what they need and then, and then frame whatever it is that they need, right? That you need to like manufacture, create, or pull out from yourself or channel to them and provide for them in a way that's accessible in a way that is framed in a way that's relatable for them. Um, And in order to do that, sometimes you have to step out of your sort of like your natural style and your natural gifts and like your your sort of like whatever like skills you have and sort of providing or creating that thing for other people and go, okay, like maybe everything that I have, all these resources that I have, including like what I believe is true and what I believe is, my expression of honesty and authenticity is like not how it's going to be received and like i need to reframe that so like when you look at it from that point of view then it doesn't feel like deception and lies it just feels like you're making a practical decision to like be relatable and to be accessible and also like you know what i'm saying like to not to not be offensive too because you can have some really good intentions, but like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna take a pause there. All
0: right. So Reverend Reginald reset quite a bit there, and I do. I understand what she was saying. What she was saying, you know, sometimes you have to step back from your from yourself and think about somebody else because your beliefs may not be somebody else's beliefs. So while it may seem like a lie, it's not you lying; it's you pausing, considering the other person, and then responding to what the other person is saying. And Reese, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on that.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
0: So, I, oh, go ahead, Reverend Reginald.
2: Oh no, uh, uh, that's that's my way of getting some understanding. Especially when when it comes to you having a conversation with somebody else, and when it has to come to lie, I mean, like lies. To me, this is if it's not fact. I mean, you can ask somebody a question, and we can go back to facial expressions. You can ask somebody a question, and depending on who the per, come on now, because depending on the per, all right, you know Jethro is not going to give it to you all the way 100. You know Jeff Rowe ain't going to give it to you all the way 100, and everybody else around know Jeff Rowe don't give it 100. You don't want to find out why he don't do it? It's not none of your business, but you know you cannot, <laughs> you know, you can't trust him with the information. can't trust him with anything. So you won't even go, I mean, it's just me, you know what I'm saying, like I won't even go towards Jeff Rowe's way. I won't even go towards his direction. I won't. Because I know what I'm I, – I don't, I don't want – I don't want that. I can go over there to Kim, and I know Kim's going to be professional about it. I know Kim's going to get it correct. I know she's going to get it right. So I can I can respect that, and I want to be around that energy anyway. If I want to be told a lie just because I, I just want to be entertained – then i go to where the entertainment is at. You, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Cause come on, man, it's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's entertainment, man. Go, go ahead, Miss Carol, go ahead.
5: So the question was, when is a lie ethical, right? Or can be ethical, right?
2: Yeah, so, when it can be ethical.
5: Right, so if somebody got into an accident, and um, they're lying on the floor and they're ready to go into shock, but they're not quite there. And they wanna know what's going on. They wanna know how bad they look. They wanna know, you know, um, what, a, what did the doctor just say or what did, uh, you know, the um, EMT people just say. And you're holding their hand, you're not gonna tell them bad news. You're going to tell them, well, you know what, don't even worry about that. It's just like, you know, just hang in there so we can get you to the hospital. You're going to be fine. That's what people say. Do you know if they're going to be fine? They look like they're getting ready to pass out and die or something like that, but you're not going to say, well, I think it's time for you to go. (laughs) You know, you're not going to say that. No, You're not going
2: to say that.
5: So, but you're gonna say some kind of lie. It's a white lie, they call it. But you're gonna say some kind of lie to get them through that time, and 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 it's to help them through that period so that they don't go in shock or whatever.
2: You are gonna tell them that they're gonna be all right, and both of their legs is off.
5: Their legs is off. Who said anything about that? Now the legs. Came no, I'm off. just saying. I'm just
2: saying. <laughs> if because we we made this up, you made yours up. So I just wanted to add a little hot sauce. They legs cut out, and hey, you are gonna be all right, man. Now, cause what I look, what I was saying, like like what I was saying earlier. I think was about
1: imagining it. that they were missing arms. Clearly, like there's three different truths going on right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it also depend. Then it depend on the person, though. It depends on the person because what if the person make it through and get mad at you because you didn't tell them the truth? What are you dealing with that type of person? What are you because dealing with that type of person? There for you to make it through. My
5: my, my job right then was for you to make it through.
2: But you lied to me, Carol. But you lied yes, to I, me. I
5: did so that you can make it through because I love you that much. Yes, I did.
2: You love me so much that you lied, Carol.
5: Yes, I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we got there. You know their friend is out there, though, is what I'm saying. Because th- this is, this is what I'm saying is, this is knowing the, knowing your atmosphere, knowing who you're around, and knowing personnel. Because apparently, we talking about somebody that we're close to. Because if it was somebody that you weren't close to, of course, you're going to say, you're going to make it. You're going to be all right. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're there, comforting your support, because you're there. Now, we talking about if you got some some history and some chemistry with this person, that's a different story. Why you ain't tell me my legs was off, Carol?
5: Okay, okay, Reggie. I'm laying on the floor. I just got hit by a truck. You come by. and you're like, oh, my God, that's Miss Carol. You run over to me. One one of my legs is up the block. The other one is back underneath me. And I ask you, Reggie, what does it look like?
2: You think I'm going to make it? Your <laughs> yeah. leg is over there. Your leg is <laughs> over there. And your other leg is right here. But you here talking to me, Miss Carol. No, I'm not laughing. Y'all laugh. I'm serious. Why? Because look, look, I got to go home and live with that. You understand what I'm saying? I got to go home and live with it. I told that lady her leg was not down
4: the street. Reggie, Reggie, stop. Stop, Reggie. (laughs) Reggie, stop. You
1: know what,
5: Reggie? If my leg is down the street and you telling me it's down the street, you better get
2: it. I go, see? Now, that's what I'm talking about. Then I go get it. You want me to go get it? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know, man. Don't, tell the, me the truth. Tell you me need, the truth,
4: you bro. Pray, Tell bro. me the truth. You need <laughs> prayer, bro. Did you hear Tell that? me the truth.
2: All right, you, let's you, say... You
4: need, you need prayer. Now, now let me tell you the rest of it, okay? <laughs> you gonna tell that woman her leg down, down the street and the other one. <laughs> Yeah, you need Craig, okay? You remind me
2: of Antonio. Oh, he, man. he on the call, okay. <laughs> you keep you keeping it real one. Hey, on you, okay? <laughs> but what I'm saying, no, no, but look though, no, what okay? What if I what if what if what if I am that type of person to where, you know what, I cannot all oh, right, let me give you an example. At work, at, the, at the other day, I clocked in and my boss told me to clock out. Mm-hmm and I'm getting an appointment, he say, just claim zero for the week. Dude, you just made me lie. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, it's okay, though. You get what I'm saying? And it's the same. So It's okay not to tell her, uh, you know what I'm saying, Not it's, it's okay. But what if, what if I'm the person that's like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. Like, I know what's going to happen to me if I do this. That's Other people problem. don't know what's going to happen.
6: Yep,
2: that's no. your karma. <laughs> if I, no, no, So if I was truthful, that's if I was truthful, you know what I'm saying, like, I know that I was truthful, then I'd be looking at some good karma. But if I lie,
4: <laughs> what kind of karma I'm going to look at? <laughs> number one, Reggie, if she doesn't make it, you ain't got to worry about it, because she gone. Okay, number two. <laughs> well, I'm glad
2: she's talking to me while her leg down the street, for one. <laughs>
4: Number two, if you care about her and you do lie to her and she makes it, then guess what? You can handle the weight because it goes with the situation. So the part of the equation to me that's missing, okay? And I was thinking about this the whole time we've been talking about this, uh, even when, uh, uh, what's her name, Reese was talking? Part of the equation has to come back to me. So the question is when it comes to me is, number one, what is my purpose? What am I about in this in this given situation? Meaning that if you're lying to me, Reggie, okay, and I'm sitting there taking that and I'm sitting there hearing that, my question to me, to Jerome, is Jerome, what is your purpose in this situation? Because if I believe that you're lying, I believe I have an obligation to try to find out what's behind that. Because remember, we're we're partners. We're 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 in some type yeah. of relationship. All right. So so what's causing you to do that? Is it because you've got something inside of you that needs healing or help? Or is is it something inside of me that didn't size you up from the beginning and I joined a partnership with you? So that's where, when you were reading from the chapter, that's what I thought about was, hey, wait a minute, how do we we come together? And then I say to myself, Jerome, is it me that missed something? Or is it this person that has something inside of them that I don't have the ability to change, but they're being themselves. Now the question is, can I tolerate that and still move forward? Or do I need to find a way to move on Cause
2: that's going to okay. The week of... Okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I,
4: I, yeah, I got off in that. I got off in that car. <laughs> <laughs> you, you my boy, Red. You still my boy. <laughs> but you need? but you got need for that car? You still my boy. <laughs> I'm telling you that. Before. I was
2: honest. I was honest.
4: I appreciate it. Your leg over there, and the other one. I see no.
2: But you, it's how you say it though. You can't be like, yeah, your leg over there though. I'm not gonna say it. that's that's what y'all was laughing at. Like I'm just going, yeah, man, your leg over there though. I'm not gonna be messy about it. You gotta be. You gotta say it. the situation. I can't. Right now, I can't. I can't because it's not in the situation. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, yeah, Miss Carol, your leg over there. But you're gonna be all right, man. No, I wouldn't do it that way. I would not. Miss Carol, it's not. Miss Carol, look. I'm here to support you, but I'm trying to you. Hey, you, your limbs.
1: <laughs> that's hey, that's all right. better, though, right? That's
2: better. I feel, <laughs> need, yeah. prayer. I feel <laughs> need prayer. I feel need prayer. I feel need prayer. That was. That yeah. better, well, don't
6: even bring the limbs up. Why would you even bring the limbs up? <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. If I showed up at the scene, I'm not gonna tell you your legs over there. But
2: not not no, no, not this. But,
6: I'm not, If you ask know, me, I'm gonna be honest, if you ask me, but I'm not gonna tell you. Unless
2: she asked either. me. She said, she said, How's it looking, Rich? She said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's it looking, Rich? That's exactly what she said. And I'm gonna sit up there, hey, hey, it's looking great. And then
6: <laughs> she gets to the okay.
2: Yeah, you're gonna be okay, but
6: just pray. You ain't
2: gonna be able to walk. <laughs> oh
5: my gosh.
2: <clears throat> She's gonna respect me for the truth. She is gonna respect me for the truth. It might take time. It might take time, but you're gonna be like, you know original? At least you was honest with me. You, you get like at least you was honest with me.
5: What if that's what not is gonna work
2: in that that's <laughs> not gonna work in that situation?
5: What that's if I not... down the block and I got into shock?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't go into shock. You're already shocked. <laughs> 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 you shocked to see me with you. <laughs>
5: That's too funny. Well, here's another idea. When you're in business, right?
2: Uh huh.
5: Let's say you have a group of people and something gets messed up. And then one of the other departments come over and they're inquiring about that. They find out something got messed up. Now they're going to come to you. Your people didn't tell you about it. <laughs> right? Because uh-huh. they try to... Up. they're trying to clean it up without telling you instead of going to you so that you can help them clean it up before it gets out there and then you get addressed and say and say you know what um the department comes over to you and says your your people messed up da, 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 da. what are you gonna do you gotta you gotta lie a little bit so you say oh no 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 that's okay that's okay i, I heard about that we already we're, we're already fixing it up there's no problem with that and then go on to the conversation now that's a lie but you're not going to stand there yeah, looking that's... like stupid like you don't know what's going on and stuff right and then you got to go and make sure that that stuff does get cleaned up and why didn't somebody tell me ahead of time so that's a, a, a scenario where
2: that goes on in business all the time yeah so it just that just everybody lies everybody <laughs> lies I lie. Everybody lie. You gonna you you're gonna you gonna run across that time where that lie got to come off that tongue. I don't that's think what that book so. Said, that, that's exactly what that book said. That book just said that. Didn't that book just say that? We just read it. You gonna lie? That's what the book I said. The,
6: I think the only time it's okay to lie is if you're surprising somebody, and if and that's a okay. surprise party, and then I think that's okay to lie. That
2: that's it. That that that.
6: But i learned the hard way because when i was little
2: my mom was so strict
6: she was so strict that i'd have to lie so she wouldn't get mad at me so if if i one time my car went i backed up into the garage and i didn't tell her but i told my dad and i told my dad not to tell her and he was like i can't lie to your mom and i'm like why And, and we got an argument about it and i didn't understand it at the time and now as an adult, I get it. Because he, we call him Honest Abe now because he never lies, ever. Like, he'll go return $20. He'll go to, like, the, fire, I mean, uh, the police department instead of just keeping the 20 bucks. Like, he's that honest. So it's a joke now. But now I get it. And I think it hurts the other person 90% of the time. So now I try to not lie. And I'll just be honest and just take the heat and deal with it and then move on. Because when you lie, it's going to come out in the wash. It may come out six months from now, but somebody's going to remember what you said. And I'm good at that, too. Sometimes I remember little details people say, and then six months later, they say something different. And I'm like, that's not what you said six months ago, but okay. I remember little things like that for some reason. But I pick and choose my battles on who I call out and who I don't. But I think the lies will come out eventually at some point. You hear
2: that, Miss Carol? You hear that, Miss Carol? (laughs) I've I, that's it.
0: Nah <laughs> The lag gonna nah. come out, Miss I know Reese I know Reese has something she wanted to say and then Talisha ubbed it earlier too. <laughs> so <laughs> Reese.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is um Reese or something, whoever called me that. <laughs> I already forgot what I wanted to say but I think I can remember. Um, so it seems like, what I was trying to say earlier, was like, I, I, I was in a camp for a long time that, like, honesty is the best policy under all conditions. Um, but, aside from the situation with like people missing lives and all that, it's so subjective and yes we all we all lie and i think like before we get on this like super self-versus tip about being honest all the time especially in emergency cases like we we don't know half the time when we do lie to ourselves and to other people you know what i'm saying so like i, I think i touched on that a little bit earlier right like about like delusion and sometimes, like, that's a matter of, like, if we have a situation where it would just, shake us up too much, like it would shake up our identity too much or our value system too much to admit something to ourselves. So we end up lying to many people, including ourselves. So, like,
4: I don't know. I think that
1: you can be really... You can have a perception of being a really... Um, Honest person and think that you're really honest and like forthright and forthcoming, but still, will um, be like uh, extremely deluded and opportunistic in areas where you have a perception that it's a necessity, and those can be some really like subconscious beliefs that you don't even realize that you're doing them. So, <clears throat> I think I may be losing my here, but. Um, just because I've been thinking about this topic a lot lately mm. and, like, what's it worth, right? Like, what's, what's the most important, like, what's the, what's the purpose in this situation? And, like, does it really need to be called a lie all the time It's it's a matter of resolving immediate conflict, like Carol was saying, like, it works? Like, do you really need to, like, every time, like, look at that and be like, oh, I lied, you know, that was bad, like, I messed up. I should stop doing that, you know what I'm saying? Or to just look, to, look at it like I'm being a practical, I'm like making practical choices, like, and I'm not going to like um, trip off about some trivia right now because I need to just like keep moving with in a practical manner. Hmm. All
0: right. Thank you, Reese. That and it's something that you, you were saying and I want to make sure I heard it correctly. You were talking about like when, he, when it becomes that. Oh, we lost Reese. So I have a I have a question. How do you, when it comes to being deceptive, to work for you or against you, like how do you really know if you're if you, how do you know if you're lying and and how, like how do you know if you're lying if you're always lying to yourself how do you even know what the truth is
6: just a question to ponder you, you, yeah you,
2: that's you, another don't, good,
6: you, you don't yeah that's you, you another don't. good question yeah. um because i think some people and of course i don't come across a lot of them but some people who are like compulsive liars and lie all the time they actually believe their lie I've worked with somebody like that before and and I got to a point to where I was like I think they actually believe their lie because they told themselves that in their head for so long but they'll they'll tell a lie and and sometimes there's like this fine line like I, I do they truly believe that and that's why they share that
2: that's their truth
6: that's their truth. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm it's not a it's that's
2: like why I'm not not lie. Truth, but yeah, it's their truth. You're right. That's why I'm not a lie, but to them, that's why it's <laughs> not a lie because it's their truth. So they're telling the truth, you know. So.
6: But then that's kind of yeah. where like the therapy, like somebody was gonna it needs therapy for that because that's an extreme level. That's that's mental health right there. That's different.
2: Yeah. I I I got what I got what. I got one. Then we can we can we can wrap it up. But I. So you're in a relationship, right? Married, unmarried, spouse, whatever, and whoever, I don't care who it is, male or female, say, how do I look in this? What you gonna say? And I mean, you got to look, it ain't what everybody look, it ain't what everybody else got to see. It's what you got to look at for the next X amount of hours. Are you gonna sit up there and tell that person, the truth or a lie Well, truth are you want to lie exploit? because you want to you are you going to lie because you want to protect their feelings
6: well they're asking you so they want to know the truth cuz do they need to but change you, then maybe they need to change so they want to know the truth so i would tell them the truth and what then if I would, you, sensitive? you can't get mad cuz you asked
2: what them if you, what feelings? if they sensitive and you know they sensitive and you know they sensitive, you know sensitive and you know you got we just talked about protecting what were you protecting what, what, what then, I then I'd probably careful. just be
6: gentle about it. So I'd probably say something like, "That looks fine, but I I like the other shoes better, or something." Oh. I wouldn't be like rude, like, mm.
2: Oh. I, I, I just I was asking for a friend. I was you just asking gen- for a friend. Just
6: gentle with it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was asking for a friend because I think that's it, that's the same thing <laughs> as a leg. It is. It's the same thing as a leg. It's the same thing. I just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all knew where I was going with that. Y'all knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> That's the same thing.
5: If somebody looks disgusting yeah. in dress or
2: you better out, tell them.
5: You just say it. That doesn't fit your beautiful shape the way it should.
2: Then, but hey, I, I've never heard it that way.
5: That you did have the other day that you wore to that party, whatever. Wear that. That really looks good on you. That's all. You know, huh. just them out of
6: the
2: the outfit. <laughs> you just you just taught me something. You just Perhaps. taught me how the, thank you. I needed that one. Maybe I'd be too blunt. Don't you ever wear that cloth again. <laughs> that material was not working with your skin complexion. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> hey hey hey
0: Um, All right. Go ahead, Talisha.
7: To the original question, I really want to say being unethical is unethical. Bottom line, straight born period. No matter if you try to tell a lie and then when you lie, you're, you're painting a, and you know you lie, you just paint a picture to make yourself sound good. Or to make the truth not sound what it really is. So to me, when you lie, you're being unethical. Bottom line, straight, point straight blank. I don't believe in uh, sugarcoating no other type of way. Lies a lot. Lie lie. I do want to share something. What Carol mentioned about the job. True story. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company. But in this company, I was HR slash admin. And one thing I hate is the lack of communication in a company, especially if somebody's working on the same thing as you, right? Say you your shift in and they come in and, and try to do your, your part or finish it up because you're supposed to be partners in it, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. We had two people with the same names, right? One was supposed to get fired, right? I get a call middle of the night I'm wondering why somebody call me at midnight Tush I need your help I done messed up I don't want such-and-such such to know how do I fix this situation now one I'm trying to calm you down because you're panicking two I'm really mad at you because you just messed up instead of calling before you even decide to make this decision All I know is I walked in the office the next day, the manager got a a call from the head person because the employee went to the manager and told her, hey, I didn't get paid, right? You didn't get paid because my ex-partner decided to terminate you, to terminate the wrong person out the system, so they didn't get paid. So guess who in the office? Me and the other person. On something that person made a mistake on, and never told the manager what went down. So I'm having empathy for the person that's not about to get their check. They they rent probably do, but guess what? They are gonna have to wait two, three weeks to fix the mix up that someone else did. But you sit in the office and you line and saying, "Oh, that person. Well, Talisha didn't tell me this, or Talisha didn't do this, or this, or this. Why are you putting me me?" In the middle of your lack of communication of something you didn't communicate with me before you decided you should ask me hey is that person last name uh, middle name you should look at the middle name they got both names the same the middle I mean the first name and the last name look at the middle name I'm pretty sure that's different I'm pretty sure the date of birth is different but they failed to do that so in business when you decide to cover up your stuff it, it causes a big can of worms and causes people to lose their jobs, and causes pe- and cause other people who had no plans on being hurt, being hurt in the process. So to me, lying altogether, is just, it just don't work. It just don't work. Um, you hurt a lot of people. And I want to get this off my chest, because for me, me telling the truth don't help, the, the other side of the coin. Me telling the truth seems as though it never helps, because the person that lies about it get more leeway than the person that tells the truth, which is sad, but that's how business are. And growing up as kids, we all heard our parents tell, I don't care if you stole a piece of candy. Your parents, you better tell that truth. You better tell you, did you take that candy? You better tell the truth, because then they'll go down that line with you. I think Monica was saying that. They'll go down that line with you to where you either gonna lie to save your butt, or you're going to tell the truth and take that consequence and get your butt whooped. For me, lying has never, I mean, telling the truth has never worked for me. I'm going to share a story with you guys, and it's, not, it's going to be brief, and I'm going to tell you the whole story. Um, but I, I think I was in middle school, middle school or high school. Well, no, it was middle school. I did something very terrible and got expelled from it. And I wouldn't have got expelled if I would have lied. You want to know that? This is sad. This is sad that I have to say this. I wouldn't have got expelled if I lied because I had parents telling me growing up, hey, you better tell the truth. So I've been telling the truth all my life. But in this one particular time, do you not know I walked out that office and my dad was very, up, my foster dad was very upset with me. He was like, I can't believe you wouldn't and told the truth. Why would you tell the truth of that? Now you're expelled. Do you know how that made me feel? That the person that raised me, teach me integrity, teach me how to be ethical, how to be a leader, and you're going to tell me that I should have lied on this to save my butt? That's just like back in slavery. You have to lie so you wouldn't get killed. So for me, I went a whole year out of school, straight A student, and, and the principal had no care if I was a straight- student they don't they didn't care if I was good in school I did that one thing and messed up my entire graduation year I was supposed to graduate my my you know the class I was planning on graduate because of that freshman year I messed up I was not able to graduate with my class and it wasn't that I couldn't go take the summer classes and and catch up no it was a deliberate since you lied about something this is the mother the foster mother since I I told the truth on something and got expelled, she made me suffer the entire time instead of driving me to go to school for summer school to make up so I can be in my right grade. So to me, for me, and even to now, me telling truth does not get me anywhere. From others, it may work. But do I decide I'm gonna lie about something? Now I'm very cautious. I might tell you a lie, I might tell you the truth. It just depends on the situation, because now I'm cautious. What's this gonna get me? And I, yeah, need... I think that's... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry.
6: No, 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 sorry, I was gonna say, I think that that'd be a tough situation for me too, if I were in your shoes, because you saw the people you trusted want you to lie. You know? but, and then, but also too, it could affect you in the future, in your future relationships, because you could meet someone who wants complete honesty and appreciates you for complete honesty, but you you have these experiences that you've had where honesty was not the right answer, so I could see that being super tough, you know in your situation because I know you still like to be honest and, and cautious and stuff, but I think that would be hard because I think you will have somebody that comes across your path that will appreciate the honesty, you know, and, and you'll be completely happy. But because of those experiences, I could see why you have the hesitation.
7: Yeah. And my brother, my brother told me that he was like, he was like, you want people to white picket fence and you want every, the world just be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. <laughs> but it just, it just, it bothers me my soul to know that, people that are supposed to be considered leaders lie to get themselves to where they are. That's all I want to share.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Talisha, for sharing with us. And that is why we are doing the Integrity Leadership class as well. So, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, Reverend Reginald, any final words before we close it out for the evening?
2: I think I said enough words for the (laughs) night. <laughs> I
4: gotta
0: get paid, <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank each and every one of you for joining us for the Integrity Leadership Class. We have finished friend or friend and excuse me, friend and foe. And next week we're going to review chapters one through three of Conversations with God, Book One. So between now and next Thursday read Conversations with God, book one, chapters one, two, and three, and we will have an open discussion about these chapters next week on Thursday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, 4.30 Pacific, 6.34. Thank you, Grace. All right, so thank you so much for joining us for this equity leadership class. We'll see you guys next Thursday. I have a words from our CEO, you can plant better, you can dominate. Thank each and every one of you for joining us this evening. and Reese, you should receive the, um, you should be receiving the what's it called grace the syllabus uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. so I just want to let you know, thank you so much. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Have a great night.